Welcome to the CBIA BizCast powered by Google. On this podcast, we dive into stories about Connecticut businesses. Downs Construction actually came to my school. And business leaders. I think it's always also really important to be able to see a path forward. We're shaping the future of Connecticut's economy. Welcome to the BizCast. I'm Amanda Marlowe, and today we are joined by Michael Bruder, the Hartford Office Managing Partner at Markham. Thank you for having me, Amanda. Well, thank you so much for being here. And this is a pretty special episode for us as we um, are getting to release our annual report of Connecticut businesses, which we uh, work on with folks over at Markham. Yes, and we're excited to uh, be a partner with CBIA in this endeavor for the last few years and uh, looking forward to talking about the results. Yeah, and we're going to dive into the results in just a few minutes, but I want to start talking a little bit about you, uh, let people know who haven't listened before, you know, who you are. Uh, tell us, you've been with Markham for uh, quite a few years now. Quite a few years, yeah. So I'm uh, Michael Bruder, Office Managing Partner of the Hartford Office for Markham. Uh, I've been with Markham now for 23 years. Um, excited to watch the um, growth of the firm, um, where we stood when we joined about 1,500 people to today about 4,500. So it's an exciting time uh, of growth. Uh, we're seeing it, um, and we, we want to see kind of Connecticut continue that same path. And there's you know many focus areas that Markham um, supports business on. What are some of the ones that you you know work on specifically? Yeah, so I'm on the, actually our national leader of our technology and life science group um, in the audit space. Um, so I head up um, startup companies to public entities um, in the technology software. Uh, IT services or life sciences, um, the biotech stage, um, mostly startup biotech um, uh, research type companies. And we've seen a lot of those a lot. in Connecticut. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about kind of what you're seeing from them right now this time. You know, they're, they're, um, they're um, been a little slow. Um, the fundraising has been tight for them. Um, it's all about milestones for the biotech space and getting to that next milestone. And FDA approval, phase one, phase two, phase three, and raising the appropriate capital to get to that next phase. So um, the, the capital has been tight. We're hoping, uh, we're hoping um, that in, uh, by the end of the year that it starts to loosen up a little bit and the availability comes out and companies continue to kind of progress in their research uh, opportunities. So. Well, let's get into the survey a little bit. Um, it's a big book this year. <laughs> um, a lot to go over. You know, we're definitely seeing uh, a lot of similar responses mm -hmm. as last year, which maybe says, okay, it's not just a one and done. This is a trend that we're seeing. Um, obviously, concerns still with inflation, um, supply chain issues, but really the cost of, of doing business, um, companies are really still struggling with, uh, and, and workforce. So tell us a little bit about kind of some of the things that maybe were jumped out to you yeah. um, and kind of reflect what you're hearing from businesses. Yeah, I think, you know, the outlook of 23 kind of changed. I think last year, um, you know, people were expecting 22 to be um, be a good year um, and then 23 to be kind of everyone's talking the R word. Um, that it seems like it's not holding true, although we did see a uh, decrease in the GDP uh, in Connecticut in the first quarter, which the, which the report notes. Um, you know, hopefully we can maintain and kind of continue in the status quo. But I think, like you said, um, everything's status quo, it seems. I don't think there's any huge optimistic of growth. Um, there is some, um, which hopefully we can change that uh, here. Um, but, you know, we want to see more of that, more growth, more uh, new businesses starting and more people coming to Connecticut. That's kind of the goal. Yeah, and, and that has a number of factors, right, including, like we said, affordability mm -hmm. for the businesses, you know, 
tax breaks where they can, um, but also for the workforce. That's right. How often do you hear that term, uh, workforce? Yes. These days, it's labor, 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 and costs. <laughs> um, that's that's what we're hearing across our client base. It's um, you know the fight to retain talent and how are they doing that. There's some very innovative ways that some of um, the respondents have have noted in here. Um, but we're seeing companies go out uh, and explore different opportunities to retain uh, retain um, talent, and it's very competitive out there right now. We're seeing. Were you surprised? Um, there, a lot of businesses looking for talent. Um, a lot that are engaged with some of the programs that that mm -hmm. the state provides, that other organizations provide, um, but still some that are still kind of dipping their feet into that. Yeah, it wasn't. That was, um, you know, shocking that you know the state is trying to push. Um, always can do more, hopefully, um, but uh, has, does have some initiative for employer workforce, um, and it didn't seem like a lot of the respondents were taking advantage of it. And it might be um, the specific trades they're in and respondents as you look at who responded in one industry they're in. It just might not be beneficial to them. Um, but, you know, hopefully um, they can look towards the state and um, really understand. And maybe it's an education process. Maybe it is um, people need to go out to these companies and educate them on how to use the, the programs that are out there that are offered. So uh, hopefully that can continue and grow. And, you know, two big voices here, right? We've got the state has always been a top place for talent. If you look at some of the businesses, what's the most, um, you know, attractive thing about being in Connecticut? It's yeah. the talent. That's right. Um, however, there is this lack um, of skilled talent as well um, because there's not, not enough people. Is that That's kind right. of what you're seeing? Yeah. it's. I mean, if you look at the open jobs and the availability of the people that are there to fill them, it's just that they're not there. And, you know, it seems like the state is uh, seeing decline in, in population still. Um, so I think it's both what you said. It's the cost of businesses and the cost of individuals. When you look at, well, you know, some of the respondents in here talked about taxes, but not only state taxes. They talked about real estate taxes. They talked about property taxes, motor vehicle taxes. Those aren't all business related. Those are a lot of personal related as well. So I think, you know, we have to look at ways and then obviously the, the health care costs, right, which, which all affect the employee. And how do we, how do we help reduce? those so Connecticut is an attractive state to move to as opposed to moving out of. Yeah, and that's something that businesses really didn't have to think as much about that's right. maybe several years ago. That's right, because the people were here. Yeah, and, and certainly healthcare is one um, area that we put into the report this year. You know, we've asked about several years in a row, and this year the results were just so um, interesting. Uh, employers are really looking to healthcare as a way to help mm -hmm. attract talent, but the costs are not very affordable no, for they're them. they're not. They're not. And what was interesting is there was, um, I, I believe it was under 50 employees um, are not required to um, provide health care, but in the competitive environment that we're in, you know, the majority of them still are um, because they have to uh, provide that benefit to potential employees. So I, I thought that was interesting that, you know, when you talk about labor shortages and, and trying to attack attract talent, um, they're still going out of the way to pay for those high cost items because they have to. Um, and it's important to their employees. So, um, you know, I, I think that's a good thing. Um, I'm hopeful that we can find ways. To, I know there was acts or bills that were introduced that kind of didn't make its way through or didn't get voted on. Um, hopefully we can find ways to reduce those costs because what we're hearing is healthcare costs, it, um, you know, going forward are only going to increase. Um, and continue to increase. So, 
And especially for some of the startups that you're working That's right. with, right? Yeah. Well, for them, it's nearly impossible. Yeah. Um, you know, when you're talking really small employees, 10 or less, it's very hard. And some of the insurers, quite frankly, as we mentioned in our report here, um, some of the insurers are shying away from those companies. So it's really, they're looking, they have to look at group alternatives or something else uh, out of the box in, as opposed to um, being able to obtain their own insurance. And that's hard. You know, I think we've even heard from some of those small 10 or less we have these great employees, mm -hmm. but now they are moving on, they're starting families, they need health right. insurance, and we're losing them, not because they don't like working for this company, but because they need these, these things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and that's really been a big draw. Mm -hmm. uh, another thing that we obviously, you know, kind of, it was released uh, in line with the survey. We saw wages also going up, Connecticut yes. paying 4% yeah. higher right. uh, in 2022. How do you think these things are impacting businesses um, who are, you know, have been holding on, doing a, a very good job of sustaining their business, but these costs that they have to keep rising? Right. Well, to be competitive. And, you know, we talked about the labor shortage, so you have to increase the, the compensation. Uh, at the end of the day, or some other type of benefit package to hold them here, to keep them here, to to attract and to attract them. Um, you know, we we do have one of the highest, um, if not the highest, I think at least the top five uh, average salary. I think it was in in the United States. So you know, we're seeing that we're seeing that growth. Um, I think it's good for the employees, but for the employer side, it's cost, right? And at at some point. You know, we've been, um, they've had some positive results as they move through 2022. I think less, uh, although it's a positive outlook for 2023, it has dropped a little bit what their expectations are. Um, you know, I think it's, it's, a, it's a burden of cost and eventually those costs will catch up to you. And unfortunately, um, I think what happens is as you uh, continue to increase costs uh, on the wages, there's only so much um, expense that can go around. And when they reach that kind of saturation point, um, they're going to have to make other decisions uh, within the companies. And that may be coming um, if we continue to see these, ri these, these wages rise as they are. Um, I think it's good for the Connecticut economy, um, but the GDP has to kind of mirror that and continue to grow for those companies to be able to sustain those wage increases. Yeah, they're trying to invest in their workforce. That's right. Because they think they're prioritizing that, but can the economy keep up? Can the economy keep up? That's the question, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and another thing, you know, I know we talked about a little bit before, we have a lot of open responses um, in this survey, and it's a quite a lengthy survey. Not a lot of businesses, business leaders, um, you know, have time to keep writing in. This year, we saw quite a number of responses, and we tried to uh, reflect that in the survey, putting you know some some quotes in. You know, what do you think that signifies? Um, employers really showing more um, attention, attention. Yeah, um, sure. and I think, you know, passion. Yeah, I think it is passion. Passion, attention. Um, I, I think they went through a period, I think business owners went through a period in COVID um, that they had to hunker down and focus on the unknown, right? We, no one knew what was going to happen. No one knew the outcome. Uh, no one knew the ramifications. Uh, no one knew supply chain was going to be hurt. Um, so, you know, the last few years it was repairing and understanding and adapting, quite frankly, because they did well. Um, so I think now that they're through that and they're able to persevere through that period of the last three years, they're focusing on, okay, we were able to get through that. Let's figure out how to grow and let's figure out how to be competitive and let's figure out how to make Connecticut a place where people want to do business. So I think that's what the, hopefully the, uh, that's what the Connecticut business leaders are looking at and are passionate about. 
Um, that's why I'm here. And, you know, I want to make sure, and that's why we partner with you to do this. Um, you know, we're only successful as the clients in Connecticut, right, as the companies are in Connecticut. And we want to make sure that we provide the opportunity for Connecticut businesses to be successful because that means we could be successful as well. So. And there's so many, so, only so many pillars that you can provide. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right? That's right. Uh, um, okay. Yeah. Very interesting. And, and, you know, for listeners, if you, um, the survey's on our website, um, you can kind of dive in there. Uh, it gets sent out to, you know, top executives every year. Uh, we saw a wide spectrum of responses from, you know, large corporations, um, over 500 employees to some of our smallest businesses in Connecticut. And what, what are the other thing I thought interesting in the, in the responses is 99 was a 99% of the companies in Connecticut are classified as small businesses. So um, everyone thinks of the large companies that operate here in Hartford, um, but you know the majority of what's, what, what keeps Connecticut ticking is the small businesses. Yeah, so, certainly. It's so many and, and businesses. They seem the one, and, and I don't mean to, didn't mean to cut you off, but no. they, they seem to be the ones that are hurting the most too when it comes to cost. You know, the big businesses can absorb those rate increases and, and salary increases. The smaller companies have a harder time, I think. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, consistently pulled the numbers for businesses with less than 50 employees, mm-hmm. uh, you know, being the smallest numbers. And every every area that you see, it's ticking up and up and up for those companies. Um, because some of the bigger businesses, yeah, you're right, they are kind of sliding through, uh, you know, realizing areas. But for these small businesses, there's only so much that right. they can withstand. That's right. And we, you know, ha- know a lot of small businesses um, didn't, you know, make it through this time. Um, So that's certainly something that, you know, we're hoping to continue (laughs) to see um, improve for small businesses. But this really, this is a, you know, a survey, a report of um, Connecticut businesses, majority being small businesses. That's right, majority. And I think people forget that. So I appreciate you pointing that out. Um, Why do you think uh, specifically for these small businesses, um, it's so critical to act now mm-hmm. um, in terms of these rising costs. Obviously, there's some things that uh, nobody has much power over. Um, but why do you think now is such a critical time to act? Um, you know, I think the state is in a good spot, um, a better spot than it has been. Um, let's put it that way. Um, in, in, in a long time, um, I think businesses are healthy. Um, and you always want to try to do stuff when you're healthy, uh, things are in good, as opposed to the alternative when you're, when you're up against the wall and, and times are tough. So I, I think it is a good time to act and, and try to get things done to try to help grow. They got to the point where they are under the, the high cost circumstances. Um, you know, I think we can get Connecticut to that next level, uh, attracting businesses as opposed to seeing some of the businesses moving out. Um, and as for small businesses, you know, I, I think they want to act now because this is most of them are family businesses, right? Well, family are here. They're not in the southern states that you mentioned that they're, they're getting trying to get pulled from. Um, they're not in other states. Their family are here. They want to stay here. They want to operate here. Um, where the big businesses, they don't have that connection to Connecticut, you know, uh, although they've been grateful in staying, um, you know, the, the smaller businesses um, want to see the growth of the community, uh, want to see the growth of their family. Um, so I think that's a huge reason why they're trying to act now. Yeah, I mean, these a lot of these small business owners, they have 
so much in the game, right? That's right. They can't just pick up and, and leave mm -hmm. um, because, you know, maybe business would do better in another state. Right. Um, but they have a priority mm -hmm. um, for their workforce, for their families, like yeah. you mentioned. So. And I think, you know, there are some good things that we, when we talk about the um, um, the living situation here yeah. in Connecticut is, is uh, probably second to none. Um, you know, we have access to some major markets real close. That's a that's a curse and a, and a benefit. Um, so, um, but there are there are a lot of good things. Um, you know, we just need to fix the the things we can fix. I think, and, and, and I think it'd be a lot better. Yeah, certainly. You know, we talk about the negative because yeah, that's right. We harp on because these we want to fix it. <laughs> we want we want to fix it, and um, but certainly, I mean, still one of the top responses for why Connecticut is mm -hmm. because of the location, because right. of you know the access, like you mentioned, mm -hmm. the um, knowledge, the people that of, are here. Yeah, the way although that although it's low, the people that are here. <laughs> we need certainly. more. We need more. We know that the the workforce that we have is strong and That's it's right. really about filling those holes right, That's right. how do we attract more people to mm -hmm. understand the um the life that we enjoy living That's here right. in Connecticut That's right Certainly um and you know as we uh kind of reflect on the report um the past few years have obviously been very difficult. You've seen it all. Um, and I'm sure as a leader, you've been challenged mm -hmm. too. Is there anything that, you know, you've learned specifically that you think, um, or even just hearing, you mm -hmm. know, a lot of executives? Yeah. Um, back to office. I don't know if uh, five days a week is, is in the cards anymore. Um, I've learned that. Um, I learned, uh, we all learned that work can get done um, in, in any environment, really, from anywhere, uh, which is good. Um, but with that, we've also learned that um, collaboration is still a, a, a very important aspect of business. Um, and we think that, you know, as we've been through the last three years, collaboration is probably one of the biggest things that is missing right now, to some extent, um, that I think we need to get back. And, and again, it might not be an everyday thing, but I think it's very important to get back into the business community um, and collaborating with our peers, um, with our competitors, um, with our clients, um, vendors, whoever. Um, I think that's an important thing. Is there anything that you guys have done at Markham to, to bring employees together more? Yeah, just does the same as everyone else. You know, the, 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 we say food, drink, and uh, entertainment. Um, <laughs> we've, we've done um, the Yard Goats games, um, UConn games at the Excel Center in the, in the winter months, um, happy hours, those types of things, and it seems to work great. Um, you know, it, it's, it, again, it, it, I don't see a full five-day work week anymore. Um, so there it will be some type of uh, remote flexibility, um, and, and it's good, you know, and, and I, I've enjoyed some of that as well. So um, it allows you to do some things personally. It's just I think the collaboration needs to make sure it still exists. That's all. Do you notice when people do come back for those events that there's, you know, there's a quick burst of energy is, for sure? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's People like... As much as they like working from home, <laughs> they like interacting with their colleagues. Sure they do. Sure they do. Yeah, and, and we see it. Um, we see the excitement um, from people coming in, you know, catching up uh, with colleagues, um, talking about what's happened, um, and, and, and it's great, and we want to see more of that, so we're hopeful. Certainly. Well, a lot of hope going into this next year, um, you know, and, and we're looking forward to hearing from um, some business leaders at our uh, economic summit mm -hmm. um, on September 14th. 
So um, we'll see everyone there and, and look forward to diving in this report more as well. Um, and I do want to mention that we have the manufacturing report coming out as well in October, um, which takes a deep dive into how manufacturers um, uh, are really taking some of these results. Um, and we ask them a few more questions. Great. So. All right. Well, thank you for listening to this week's BizCast. You can listen, like, and subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Please leave us a review and let us know if you have ideas for a future podcast. And for a full list of episodes, head on over to cbia.com.